Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unma- unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping. Free road hazard protection. And over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Well, we got a lot to get to. Uh, Russell Wilson talked about um, the decision to kick the field, a 64-yard field goal. Uh, we'll get Brock Heward to join us. Of course, Brock has been a, uh, a Russell Wilson advocate during his time as a Seattle radio host and NFL and college football analyst. He's in the pregame the preseason games for the Seahawks forever. And uh, we'll get his thoughts on Russell Wilson, how he played on the Hawks, and can they replicate that level of energy as they take on San Francisco this weekend. All that upcoming this hour. Plus, uh, Brock Heward's also a college football analyst for Fox Sports. We do have some big games. OU, Nebraska, just to name a few. Uh, 
Roger Federer is retiring, uh, which is the now we have the some of the the big boys and ladies are retiring. We've already had, you know, the likes of Serena retire. Well, first it was Brady, then it was Serena. Now it's Federer, soon to be Pujols, and then I'm sure we'll circle back and it'll be <laughs> it'll be. Uh, Tom Brady yet again. So we'll get to that during the show. Pat Mac- Patrick McEnroe is going to join us in the second hour of the show. We'll get his perspective on the retirement of Serena. She also kind of hinted at the possibility of a comeback, although that one, if you know about Serena, what she wants to do in her life in the short term, it feels like um, it, it feels like she just said something to say something, but it's possible. And then Roger Federer, who it does feel like he's done, done, um, Sean Payton's got some interesting comments. We've got a lot to get to. But let's let's start with the story of the day, which is the game of the day. And it may be the game of the weekend. And it's going to be in a very different place than this level of NFL game has ever been before. Amazon Prime is your home for Thursday night football. Now, it doesn't matter how much I say it. I understand the scope of this show is limited in comparison to mainstream, even a mainstream sports audience. It's a lot like the... You know, uh, Aikman and Buck thing, right? The fact that Aikman and Buck switched teams and went to ESPN. A lot of people in the mainstream's like, I had no idea. In our industry, everybody knew about it. But our industry is more limited than sports radio. I'd like to think, I mean, there's nothing else on radio I like to listen to. But apparently, there are people that like football that don't listen to sports radio. God bless them. Chiefs, by the way, are four-point favorites. They come in relatively healthy compared to the Chargers, who are not unhealthy. We'll see about J.C. Jackson, but they won't have Keenan Allen, their best possession wide receiver, but the best wide receiver. And uh, they won't have uh, uh, Parham, who's their their uh, uh, their six foot eight, six foot nine tight end, pass catching tight end. So they're not they don't have a full boat, but uh, they 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 are loaded on defense. Outside of Jackson, they're healthy, and the offense appeared to be at least improved, even without Keenan Allen, who didn't play for most of that game last weekend against the Raiders. And remember, the Chargers have won the last two times they played the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So it's not unfamiliar, just a very quick turnaround, and they're a little banged up at a couple of important positions. But the Amazon thing is interesting. You know, because most people, I think, are, we have a lot of flaws as human beings. Right? We're not flawless. But most people... They do, in fact, think that everybody and their lives are like your life. Right? Whatever your pattern is, however many TVs you have, are you a cord cutter? Do you have cable? Do you have satellite? Which dish? You know, do you not watch TV? Do you listen to things on radio? You think everybody does what you do. And that, of course, ultimately makes you look foolish when you get into conversations like this. And the reality is, and I'll give, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. A good friend, his name's Ryan Burry, works at the Golf Channel. We used to work together at ESPN. And I'm, one year we were sitting around, we were doing college basketball, and the Super Bowl was coming up, and I was talking about how, man, wouldn't that be just the greatest thing if you ever had needed had errands to run? First half of the Super Bowl, like, you just go and get knock everything out. No traffic, no nothing. He's like, yeah, I don't know if, if that's really the case. Like, what do you mean? It's like 150 million people watch the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, there's 350 million people in the United States. So that means 200 million people aren't watching the Super Bowl. Like, what do they do? I have no idea. 
we make that mistake all the time thinking everybody's watching this game. And then, you know, you're on social media, and because social media, you're following people that maybe not like-minded, but follow the things that you follow. You think, well, look, look at, look at Twitter. Everybody's watching this game on Twitter. It's not the case. Tonight will definitely not be the case because it's on Amazon Prime, which if you have a smart TV, I think you have Amazon. You can get it on your phone. Some people only use it for groceries. Some people watch it to watch that, that Clancy show, that uh, that uh, Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan. Show. Like, I love that. Well, let's just poll the crew. There's four of us. No ILO today. Isaac Lohenkron's a, qu- a cord cutter. So he would have been the most, although I think he bootlegs everybody's, right, everybody's ID. So that way he doesn't have to be, he's super cheap that way. But He's one of those guys, he's not going to sneak it. He's not going to, he's like, hey, can I get your code? But he at least tells you, right? A lot dirtier to take somebody's code and not tell him. Jason Stewart, do you have Amazon Prime? I do, yep. Did you have it previously? Is this a new purchase? Oh, no, I've had it for quite some time. Why did you initially purchase it? Um, I think it was for the free shipping, right, initially. Um, And then I think that was before, like, the video thing took off. Isn't it crazy that it used to be like um, eBay, right? Amazon used to be like eBay, and now Amazon is. Um, I think I got it when they bought Whole Foods. I bought it for for groceries, and they got Whole Foods, and I was just like, you know, you get enough discounts, like what, whatever. Um, Ramos, I I hear in your voice, you do it for the free shipping as well. That is correct. That's why we initially got the uh, reason we got it to begin. Do you ever with, watch yes. shows on Amazon Prime? Yes, we do. What shows? Um, there's a show called The Man in the High Castle that I watch. It was about if I like that. That was if if Germany and Japan won World War II or something like that. Um, what what would America look like? Is dystopian is that what that is? Uh, is that what they call it? Yeah. Well, dystopian is like a really gray. Um, it, it's definitely Hunger gray. Games is a dystopian okay. look at the future. Yeah. Okay, then that would be correct. Uh, and there's other shows I watch on there. I think there was a that Lucy Ricardo and I Love Lucy movie with um Javier Bardeen and um. Um, I forgot her name, Nicole Kidman. That that was really good. So, um, I kind of grew up on with my parents on I Love Lucy. They loved I Love Lucy. So, um, yeah, but it, it's really good. And and they they have sports on there. They have like other types of sports, things like that. So yeah. Um, Dan Beyer, um, do you will have Amazon Prime? Yes. All right. So like all of us, we're good. We're set, right? But I would say there's a lot of there's going to be a, a a heavy freak out. Factor for a lot of people. Now, it should be pointed out that in L.A., uh, one of the lo- you know local markets can carry the broadcast. So in L.A., in Kansas City, it'll be on local TV. It, and, you know, unless you have the ability, you know, bootleg TV or whatever, you're out of the market. You got to have Amazon Prime. But this is this is a massive step in major sports. Like this is literally the future is now. The future is now. Because previous to it, there was the, you know, the one, the one thing keeping network TV alive was network TV has live sports. Like, that's why Hulu does the, those terrible ads, like Hulu has live sports. Because the things that are valuable in television um, were live, live TV. That's, you know, like the Emmys only drew like was like a f- 5.9 rating. It's like their lowest rating ever. It went up against the NFL. But that's still a gigantic number, not as big as it used to be, right? But 
live events. That's why you have more award shows on TV now, because they're live, and the outcome's not determined. Anything else, sitcoms, dramas, whatever, you, you can go binge watch them on an app. Now the apps or the streaming services, now they have live sports. It's going to be really interesting to see how this, how this works, what the numbers are like. The broadcast, I think, they hired a bunch of really good people, mostly NBC guys. You know, they have Al Michaels, who's like the GOAT column play-by-play, and you got Herb, and got Herbie doing the games. That, that stuff, I don't, think it'll, you'll, I don't think you'll notice anything different other than a big time. They have so much money. It's not a question of money, and they hired really good people. There's no reason to believe it won't be really good. But it does feel like a um, a bit of a sea change, a sea change in in the NFL that they're on a stream. And it was always weird who's going to be the first to go, right? Like now it's who's next. And I've done games on basketball games on Facebook, and you'd be amazed at how many people can watch it on Facebook as opposed to if it's in a tertiary, you know, uh, over the air. That's OTA over the air broadcast channel. Jay Stu, you're you're more. I feel like you're more in the negative about this. Uh, negative. I don't know if I'm in the negative, but I'm fascinated by um, by the dynamic of like who who's got. It's one thing to have Amazon Prime. It's another thing to have a smart TV that that shows Amazon Prime. I I think people like to sit on their couches and watch the NFL. They don't want to watch it on their computer or their phone. So you need to do that. And you know, Big Mike around here. You know, Big Mike. Mm-hmm. He brought something to my attention that Can that you I say had, it in a Big Mike voice. <laughs> no, but but the buyer can. So th- this is what uh, Lingard said to hey, me. So, He's like, so, so hold on, you say it, and then buyer, <laughs> okay. you say it as Big Mike would have said it. Can All right, that? Okay, this go. is what Big Mike said to me. Um, you know, there's that uh, Amazon. Uh, what is that, John? The the Fire Stick. Yes. Yeah, and there's like the the Roku Fire Stick. Ro- all those different. Yeah. yeah. You guys know about that Amazon Fire Stick? Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. God, that's really, really good. Okay. But, but how sentence? does that, that fire stick, don't, don't you have to like uh, beam it from your computer to the TV? Beam it? Is, no. What is it? What you is don't. It, no. What is it, Star Trek? Yeah. No, it just uh, makes any TV a smart TV. Okay. Well, there you go. Here, right, uh, am, I, am I right, uh, uh, buyer? Yeah, you I just plug it, it in and it should be in the USB that it is. Yeah, you just put it in, yeah. the, you put it in the HDMI Here, plug. And then it becomes a smart TV. Here's the other thing that that we found out um, because there are different accounts for Directv, but bars and you know places of you know establishments probably don't have smart TVs. But a deal was reached by Directv that will allow those uh, establishments who have different types of accounts to. There's a special channel on direct TV that they can watch games. So now like if you go to, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the game, their account has a special channel as do all establishments where they can actually broadcast the game. You can't do that from home. Like it won't work on your home, but if your business account allows you to stream it um your has that business account, you can stream it at bars and restaurants. It's one of those they really thought of everything. Yes, they thought of everything. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, like kind of now that you hear those details, Jason, do you still think it, yeah, I mean, I think that much smart, you, you think people don't have smart TVs in front of their couch? I really do. Like just around here, here's a great example. We just ordered four smart TVs for our, uh, our viewing, you know, how we want our talent and producers to be able to watch every game. 
But just this week, we installed smart TVs. And I think that's kind of a microcosm for the rest of the country. I think a lot of people are sitting there with their big screens that they love, they've had for 10 years, and they're in no hurry to go out and spend and upgrade their smart TV. But with this, you know, Fire Stick workaround and everything else, maybe it'll be more affordable. Um, We'll just see how the numbers lay out. I I think the preseason game was underwhelming, right, as far as total numbers? Yeah, it's like a million people. Yeah, that's not a lot. It was a... For the NFL, it's not a lot of people. It's not 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 a lot of people. But again, it's a it's a preseason game. This is a look. This is a big big game, and uh, it's pretty obvious that with all the money Amazon spent, and remember, like this is the, this is the genius to Roger Goodell. Right? The genius to Roger Goodell is he has NFL football on CBS, ESPN, ABC, NBC, and Fox five networks. And he's got now Thursday night on Amazon. Like, that's amazing. It's just like, oh, yeah. And remember, Thursday night football, Thursday night football was a money loser for CBS and then for Fox. Money loser. They lost money. Now, you know, it's, some of it's a creative accounting that, yes, you lose money, but they make it up. The locals make it up because you, you bring that market in when you have your local newscast before and after, whatever you have on after, right, the bleed over. And you can make some of it up, you know, in terms of the massive advertising. And for Fox, I mean, they have the what, the next two Super Bowls. So some of it is, hey, if you take on this, this dud that's Thursday Night Football, it'll help you in all areas and we'll do you solid. Amazon, no promise of, of Super Bowl. They got gobs of, gobs of money. They, they're not going to, I mean, look, they don't even have to go to commercial if they don't want to. They obviously will to, to, to marginalize some of the losses. But I think it's, it's fascinating what Goodell's been able to do in terms of, you know, not, there's no exclusivity, really. Right? There's exclusivity, but only within your own game. And then there's exclusivity to highlights. Like, it's really fascinating, the business model they've been able to create. And this will be seen as a bold move because, as you pointed out, Jason, the numbers are going to be bad. I mean, there's no way to compare these numbers in the first stream game on Amazon with anything that's previously aired on Thursday Night Football, even when it was on the NFL Network. Yeah, I think Jeff Bezos might only be able to go to space like once or twice next year. <laughs> <laughs> How about Bezos? Like, dude's worth more, but then and all of a sudden, like he's he's ripped up, rocked out. Yeah, his 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 rocket did only last a uh, a minute up in space or go, going to space, but nobody was on board, so nobody was nobody was hurt. Uh, we'll continue to talk about this, and you can send us your thoughts on Facebook, the Doug Gottlieb Show fan page. On Twitter, at Gottlieb Show, on Instagram. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG, only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. 
One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb with you here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. I think finding out how people watch events is always, I don't know, I just, that's interesting to me. And it's, it's a little bit like kind of what we talked about to start the show is everybody thinks like in their own world, this is how everybody operates, but you, you truly do not. Um, 
We'll get to that in a second. Uh, first, let's catch up with Alex Highsmith, shall we? Al- Alex Highsmith's a Steelers linebacker. I mean, Steelers are synonymous with their linebackers. He's in his third season. He had three sacks in their win over the Bengals, nine tackles. They, sur- they survived. I mean, that was a crazy, crazy game. Alex Highsmith joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Alex, how are you? I'm doing great, Doug. How are you doing? Thanks for having good, me on. Good. How, how did, when, you, when you reviewed the film, how did you think you played? Um, I feel like uh, I feel like I had a good start in my, my, my third year. Um, this is something that was big for me. I feel like I wanted to get off to a fast start, but uh, no matter how I play, I feel like I can always, I can always play better. And I reviewed the film on the past couple of days, Monday and Tuesday, and I feel like there's a lot of areas that I can improve on, and so I'm just looking forward to doing that uh, going into week two this Sunday against the Patriots. You know, you, you, last year you started every game. And now you're now you're like officially a vet, right? Year two, you're a vet, but you still you, you start a couple games your rookie year. Um, but in terms of getting back out there, what's that feeling like? Kickoff against the defending AFC champions, division rival. In terms of um, the speed of the game and year three, and how much it slowed down for you. Yeah, this as soon as I remember, as soon as the schedule came out, I was I, I've been looking forward to this game because I know the past couple of years, you know, we went in there and um, you know they kind of steamrolled us and we didn't get the result that we wanted. So I think it was important for us to go in there, just get a fast start, and I think that's what we did. You know, defense came out fast, uh, created a lot of havoc in the first uh, in the first half, and so I'm just excited for for where we're headed. Um, you know, I feel like that was a big game because Coach Tomlin always talks about ASC North balls. It's those games are weighted differently, so. Um, I feel like that was just a big, big game for us, and uh, you know we, get, we got out of there with the victory. It's the craziest game I ever played in my life, that's for sure. You know, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I watched some of it and listened to some of it as well, um, and it, it was it was portrayed as crazy. I mean, think about it: you turn them over, you turn Joe Burrow over five times, and then you still need a blocked extra point to win the game. I mean, that's crazy. Literally crazy how much it took for you guys to just find a way to put them away. Yeah, it was just the whole back and forth aspect, especially in overtime, like them missing, us missing. And now I knew the second time that that Bob's went out there, like he wasn't going to miss. You know, we don't call him Money Bob's for a reason. Uh, he's, he's, he delivers in clutch moments, um, and I, you know, I think his history against the Bengals shows that. And um, yeah, but it was it was just wild, and, and then uh, I just. Definitely one of the probably the craziest game I've, I've ever, ever played in my life for sure. Are you are you are you on special teams? Are you on the kick block team? Uh, yeah, I'm on the I'm on the, uh, the block kick team. I still remember um, we just I remember talking before and it was like, man, we got to go because they they scored that touchdown and like I was like, dang, like I thought thought like you know everyone was like kind of hanging their heads low, but it's like we got we still we still can t- uh, keep this game tied. We can still go to overtime and we just came out with the mentality uh, that we got to block this kick. And uh, Minka just delivered a heck of a play, um, and, he, and you know it's one one of the main reasons we got out of that stadium with the, with a victory. Okay, so what I mean, obviously, like every NFL guy would sit there and go, "You got to block down," and you guys overloaded. I guess your right, their left side of the line of scrimmage. Okay, so what what actually is discussed? Like you're sitting there, okay, we got to block this kick. Some of the guys are thinking the game's over, but what actually is discussed when you're getting ready to go out there? I think uh, just what. The- position that Minka plays, I think he just did a, does a good job, and so I think um, just discussing, first off, like keep keeping eyes on that ball, like having the best get off of your life, like that's that's what's being discussed, like as soon as that ball snapped, like we gotta go, because like, this is a do or die moment, and I feel like uh, we had that in us, Minka had that in him, 
be able to be able to deliver in that moment. TJ's hurt. Um, he obviously wants to play this year. That type of injury is really hard, right? Whether it's fully torn or partially torn in in the pack. Uh, what does that do? I mean, I, what, what does that do to your defense? Not ha- definitely not going to happen this week. What's what's that change about your defense? Man, I think uh, it's definitely hard to lose a guy like TJ Watt. You know, he's the best in the world at what he does, and um, you know, I think it's going to be so important for the guys who are coming in uh, to just be able to come come in and produce and deliver. I think we've got good quality guys who are going to be able to come in and do that for us. Uh, whether that's Malik Reed, Jameer Jones. Uh, Delonte Scott and some other guys, and um, I'm just excited for the opportunity that these guys have coming up. Um, but it, it definitely sucks losing a guy like T.J. Watt because, like I said, he's the best in the world at what he does. And um, I know how much he loves football, and just him being at practice, I can just tell that, like, man, he wants to be out there. So it, it definitely sucks. Yeah, it it it, it does it, it does suck. What's it like been? For, what's it been like for the defense? Considering so much of the discussion has been about the offense, specifically who's going to play quarterback. Uh, I think you know. We just kind of been honing in on us, and I think that's why we were so successful um, on uh, on Sundays because you know we know that you know if, if we can win games, if we can control them, we can create turnovers, and that's what we did. And so um, I know as defensively, we just had to continue to be consistent, continue to have uh, a start fast attitude. That, that's what um, the reason we didn't win, win as many games as we did last year is because we didn't get off the fast starts at the beginning of the game, uh, particularly defensively. So I think the reason. Uh, we got off to a good start just because we had that mindset. So I think we just just not get complacent um, after having a good game like that. And like I said, no matter how we play, I feel like we can always play better. There's 20 points on the scoreboard, so whenever there's points on the scoreboard, you can always play better. Can you, have you been able to figure out the Patriots? I'm not sure they know what they're doing. Do you know what they're doing? Yeah, I think you know, I think they got a dynamic offense, and you know it's going to be a challenge for us coming up. You know, Mac Jones is a, a you know good good quarterback. He's very versatile. Uh, passing, passing and running. They also have a really good running attack. So I think uh, stopping the run is just going to be um, really important for us because I feel like it's going to be a, a smash mouth game. And so uh, I'm just excited for the challenge ahead. You know, Coach Belichick, you know, is one, one of the greatest. And, uh, he's, he's always going to have a, um, a good plan. And so it's going to be a challenge for us. And I, I can't wait for Sunday. Alex Highsmith, a talented young linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. If I would have told you during your red shirt year, at Charlotte, that you were going to be a starting linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the the franchise that it's synonymous with a lot of things. Linebacker is it the the position it most synonymous with of of any in the NFL is the linebacker uh, of Pittsburgh Steelers. What what would you have said if I told you that during your redshirt year at Charlotte? Man, I had I'd always had the dream of the of going to the NFL. That's always been my dream, and it, it wasn't a reality at that moment. But I would have been like, man, that's pretty awesome. But I knew. I knew that I had had that dream, you know, going up my whole life, and I think that that dream became real to me in my senior year when I started getting looks and stuff like that. But uh, I'm just blessed to be in the position that I'm at, and I feel like I'm I truly play for, play for the best organization in the NFL, and I just love playing linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers because all the history of the linebackers that they've had, like I just want to be able to have, have my name on that list. Now you were super young, right? I mean, because you were a walk on, and I think did you graduate at seven, high school at 17. Uh, 15. So I was. Wait, wait, 15? Yeah, so I, I played five years. I played five years in car, at Charlotte. Wait, 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 wait. You you graduated high school at 15 years old? My fault, my fault. I graduated at 17. I thought you, yeah, oh. I thought you meant 2017. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you, you were, sorry, yeah. sorry. We're, we're talking years and numbers. So you were, you were 17, 
how how big were you when you were walk on in Charlotte your first year? You get to campus, how I big are you? Like, Probably like six two two thirty, and I I, I gained, I when I got there, like you know, they had the meal plan for us. I ate a lot. Like I got, I gained a lot of weight, but it wasn't good weight. Like I got pretty chubby. Not not super chubby, but like you could tell that like it wasn't the best weight. And then I remember my sophomore year, I lost a lot of weight because I had I had like a hamstring injury my sophomore year, and like I remember they had me doing like elliptical every day, and that made me lose a lot of weight. And then my junior year, um, really probably my best year to that point, I gained weight back the right way i started eating right and uh get my nutrition right and i think that's one thing kind of had changed for me um you know in college and then i'm having a good senior year all right t- tonight tonight's game is on amazon are you a, are you a cord cutter are you a streamer or do you got the net the cable what, what do you got working at home i'm a streamer i think i'll be uh gonna watch it on on prime and i'm excited i think it's gonna be a good matchup it's two you know two afc powerhouses on the, in the same division i know Charge, I remember the game last year, the Chargers and Chiefs Thursday night game was, was a good one. So I'm definitely going to be watching tonight. It's going to be a good one. What's an NFL linebacker? What's your setup like? One TV, multiple TVs, gigantic TV, couch. What, 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 what's, what's, the, what's the setup like at the house? I'm a big projector guy. Um, I, I, have, I have a projector that I love using. I play my game on it. Um, I'll even watch film on it sometime, too, because um, i got a little hookup for it. And uh, but I, I think it's just much – projector's probably my favorite thing because I just love – I love the huge screen, and um, I, have, I have TVs, you know, in other rooms in the house. But most of the time, I'm either I'm, I'm, I'm in my basement watching it, watching football on the projector. Are you a, are you a TV in the are you a TV in the bathroom guy? Uh, no, no TVs in the bathroom in my house. Okay, I just didn't. Cool. I, it would be cool, right? You're in, you're in the bath. Like I don't really take baths, but if I took baths. There's a TV there. I might stay there all day. I just I I just might. All right, got got the Pat Sunday, three sacks. That's hard to top, but we'll see if you can top it. Uh, congrats on an amazing first game and a wild first game and being 1-0. Thanks for being our guest, Alex. Yes, sir. Thank you, Doug. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's Alex Highsmith, talented linebacker. Guy goes from being a walk-on at Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay, remember, it used to be UNC Charlotte. Now it's Charlotte, right? Charlotte started a football program, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago? So walk-on at Charlotte to the starting linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers and had an unbelievable first game. That game was wild. Um, speaking of which, tonight's game. Tonight's game. I'm going to go last because this is – Jay Stu, do you want to lead us off? Like, what's your we're, – we're Charger guys. But we're also – I think we're pretty real. Part of being a Charger fan is you got to be pretty realistic. And you do think something bad's going to always going to happen. Um, Chargers are a four-point dog. Chiefs are a four-point favorite. Over-under is 54 in the game. I think we, we talked either Sunday night or Monday morning, and I said – Man, Keenan Allen's not going to be playing. And the Chiefs are only, they're only like maybe three-point favorites at that point. Yeah, I would have taken the Chiefs at that point. I think I'm taking the Chiefs tonight. That, that number just seems low, given the fact that the Chargers are missing uh, their biggest receiving weapon. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do what fans do. I'm going to hedge against myself and take the Chiefs plus four, or minus four, minus four. Uh, okay, uh, Dan Byer, what do you got? Yeah, I like the Chiefs as well, and it's just more of the Chargers' recent success over Kansas City uh, and uh, the games that they've played in KC. So um, I'm going to take the Chiefs tonight with uh, with everything that Jason said, and I think it's also the Chargers are going to be defending a different Chiefs team than they have in the past, and 
I think that could pose problems. They, they've always they, they seem to have struggled. They really struggle around the goal line against some of those jet sweeps. They they struggle to cover it now. Obviously, it's different with Brandon Staley. It's different with Derwin James uh, being fully healthy. It's different, I think, with Khalil Mack. But I, I'm I'm with you. Like I know they've won the last two times, but there's a lot of a lot of games where the Chiefs have just mollywhomped them. Um, all right, uh, John Ramos, what do you like? Well, I'm going to go against both of you. I love the the Chargers tonight. I, I think this is a, a coming out game for Herbert. I think he's he's going to show that this is the season where he takes another step forward. Um, yeah, Keenan Allen doesn't help, uh, but uh, Gerald Everett's there. He made some big plays last week as a tight end. And they still got Mike Williams and a couple other guys here. And, of course, Eckler, always tough out of the backfield. Um, and the defense. The defense is different than last year. I think they really showed last week that they can rush the quarterback and, and cause a lot of problems. I think I like the, the uh, Chargers tonight, and I definitely like them uh, by at least a, t- a touchdown. Well, they, don't, well, they don't even have, they don't even have to, to cover. You can just say the money line, right? And okay, the uh, money line. Yeah, just 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 some uh, fantasy implications. Do you like Eckler more or less without Keenan Allen? I, I would guess more. Now, I mean, like yes. Eckler's a, a second, first or second round pick anyway. So, I, I mean, also I also think that there's there has to be an opportunity for Mike Williams. Please, and this may be, can you please? I mean, just that, throw him the ball. Can we get him the ball? Yeah, <laughs> it has to. But again, there were seven different Chargers with four targets. Last week, that, that's that's spreading the football around. I know there's a lot of talk of what's DeAndre Carter going to do. Um, you know, is it an uptick for uh, Joshua Palmer? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would still I, I would hold off on putting DeAndre Carter in my lineup for, like for anybody. I, if you wanted to pick him up or you picked him up, that's fine. But I would I would still you know be a little weary of of that maybe Gerald Everett if you're weak in tight ends you're in a you know a, a deeper league uh, that could be an option I'd, I'd I'd rather play Gerald Everett than I would uh you know someone like DeAndre Carter um uh, you know look my, my fear the I think everybody knows that every team in this division struggles at right tackle right struggles at right like go and look the Chiefs right tackle not great Raiders right tackle not great Trey Pip, uh, Pipkins not great, right? They they love Rashawn Slater, left tackle, right right tackle. Um, and so some of that is some of your kind of limiting factors in who you're going to play. Are we going to chip with, you know, what you're going to do with Eckler? Like, there's, there's a lot to it. Um, Keenan's a stud. He's a great route runner. And Mike Williams, um, there's a, he makes some spectacular plays. But there's, in terms of volume of receptions, I'm a little concerned. I think the Chargers are really good defensively. I just I just do. I mean, I don't think, I mean, was was Derek Carr not good last week? Sure, but some of the, like, do we ever give credit to the Chargers defense? They got, you know, they got Joey Bosa on one side, and they got Khalil Mack on the other. Khalil Mack had three sacks last week. Um, I know it was close when it shouldn't have been. That's classic Charger football, but that's classic NFL football. I think this this coaching staff is a much better feel. I don't like the quick turnaround. I don't like the specific injuries they have in the red zone. Not having Keenan Allen, not having uh, Parham uh, as a six foot eight, six foot nine target tight end. I think it's a really close game. Um, I'm I'm torn here because I could see where it's like that Rams Chiefs game from a couple years ago where they just lighten up the scoreboard. Uh, but it feels like both teams are going to try and establish the run this early in the season, doesn't it? Like, the Chiefs really want to run the football, and I think the Chargers want to run the football. Um, I'm with you guys, though. I think the Chiefs win this game. Uh, I think that, and uh, my, my only, the line is, is what's in question, because I think it's a close football game. I think three to four is a massive, massive jump. So I'm going to take the Chiefs, 
and I'm going to take the under. Everybody thinks it'll be over a high-scoring game, 54. I'm going to I'm going to take the under. Even even if it was a blowout, that'd be 34 to 20. I don't see that many points being scored. I'm going to take the Chiefs and the under in today's game. I just want to add if if what if John what John says happens tonight, the Chargers would be the best team in the NFL. You talk yep. about those two wins, you know, against division rivals, um short week you mentioned to go on the road to beat Kansas City. Uh I I don't know. Maybe the Vikings, if they were, you know, were to win on on Monday night in Philadelphia, would have you know two wins that match that. But this would be tough to match. There hasn't been a moment, and this is just just take it for what it's worth. Okay, there hasn't been a moment. I know probably four people over there in that in that building, and you know, like uh, like it was yesterday when they were traveling, whatever. But throughout the off season, when any of these moves were made, hasn't been a moment in which any anybody was like, yeah, that really hurts us, you know. And I'm talking about the. You know, Devontae Adams, who was great last week, or Russell Wilson, who's a very, obviously a very talented, accomplished quarterback. They really like what they have. So um, I, I don't know if they think they're the best team in the NFL. I would agree with you that to date, they would, that, those would be the two best wins. And I think talent wise, they're right at the table with anybody, with everybody. Sure. But you, yeah, the, at some point, the Chargers, they got to show us. We can't just see it on paper, and 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 I and and when it matters, can't win games when it doesn't matter. Bills would have a couple of good wins if they would beat the Titans, but I don't know how much we believe in the Titans. I think we yeah. believe more in the Raiders and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a it's a it's a great discussion. We'll see if we'll have that tomorrow. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Brock Heward's our guest. You can hear him calling the Oregon-BYU game this weekend. Of course, Oregon, the last time we saw them on national TV, uh, Molly Womp by, by Georgia, Dan Lanning, the new head coach. BYU, of course, huge win in week one. Um, I'm assuming huge win in week two as they, they just beat Baylor at home in double OT. So big game. And, of course, Brock's a former uh, college and NFL quarterback. And, you know, he's not only done local radio in Seattle, but called preseason games for the Seahawks for years. C- can we Let's start with the Hawks, Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of how Russell played? I thought he was good, Doug. He was not elite. I think any time that he throws the ball 42 times, you're not playing to his strength. I think the sweet spot in Seattle, and, and actually the guy on the call, Troy Aikman, who was calling the game is first for ESPN on Monday Night Football. Troy Aikman averaged 28 passes a game in his Hall of Fame career. He had Emmitt Smith. He had an elite defense. Russell Wilson, when he was at his best in his prime, his most efficient numbers, they're going to be between 28 and 32 passing attempts. So I thought he was good. I, I thought, however, the first-time head coach in many ways, Nathaniel Hackett, played right into the hands of Pete Carroll in the way the Seahawks wanted that game played. How so? Uh, throwing the ball, you know, the Seahawks dared him. The Seahawks played a lot of two, two safety, not like cover two, but two shell quarters, cover two, and just said, okay, we'll have a light box. Are you going to be patient enough to run it? And they weren't. I mean, anytime you run it, you throw it 42 times while you're averaging almost seven yards a carry, run the ball, run the ball, play action. 
you know, play to, play to Russell's strengths, but I don't think that is what Russell wanted to do. I think Russell wanted to cook. I think Russell found a, a first-time head coach in, in a system and, and really built the thing around him there. This is not a slide on Russell, nor I, I hope am I taking shots at him. It's just a reality that he wanted more. He wanted more than a run-play-action defensive team. He got that, and I think Pete Carroll and the Seahawks knew that when push came to shove, they would not push and shove the Seahawks around, which they could have. They could have all game long and and could have scored in the red zone had they had they I think acted appropriately and certainly Doug with four minutes to go in three timeouts to play the game to one possession. What are you doing? You have Geno Smith on the other side who froze in that second half, who got a little bit tight. I mean, as they were operating that way, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope they're right. I hope they don't fumble. I hope they don't fall start. I hope they don't penalty. I hope they don't get sacked. Oh, yep, here. uh, What? 64-yard field goal? Are you out of your mind? So, yeah, I thought at multiple turns they played right into the hands of Pete and the Seahawks. This is is great stuff. Brock, you are joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so – Again, my ears might hear differently than other people's ears. I don't hear you hating on Russ, but it does play into the narrative of, like, he thinks he's one of those guys, you know, the Rodgers, Mahomes, um, you know, you Brady's, the Brady's, Brady's, and he's just not. It doesn't mean he's not really good. Mm -hmm. He's just not, and... It's a win for Seattle to say, hey, see, see, that's not who he is. Is, is, that, a, is that a fair way? I think that's to fair. Yeah, here? I think that's fair. And that cut that you guys were playing during break, Ben Mallard was playing and reacting to that was on our show this week. And, you know, I'm back doing mornings with Salk, Doug, which is a blast. Uh, the Mariners are great. The Seahawks are fascinating. And I thought it would be about time to get back and, and do the morning show with Mikey. So we were chatting with Pete and, and I, I felt all of that from Coach Carroll. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers wanted Mike McCarthy out. He wanted a new, younger, fresher look at it. Tom Brady ultimately wanted out of Bill Belichick and wanted to do his own thing and build the team and in his vision and was able to do that in Tampa Bay. Peyton, well, he, he had gotten cut because of his neck injury, but when he went to Denver, you know, he got to say, this is what I want. This is how I want to do it. This is how I want to grow it. This is going to be my language, my system, my familiarity. Yeah, and I think Russell got to a point, if Deshaun Watson can force his way out of Houston, by goodness gracious, I'm Russell Wilson, and I've won a Super Bowl, and I've been to the Pro Bowl nine times, and if I want to cook, I'm going to cook. And we're going to find a head coach that's going to build it around me. And and I just think, unfortunately, Doug, you know, Russell's amazing. I think he's good between the tackles, but he is elite. And the numbers bear this out. Elite when you run and play action pass and play to his strengths. And that was something that ultimately I think he wanted to do less of, prove at this day and age and and, and I think at this stage of his career with his legs that he can play it between the tackles for the next five years. That was a bet that the Broncos were willing to make and the Seahawks ultimately were not. Um, Okay, let's get to the Nathaniel Hackett part. Um, I obviously agree, and your, your level of football IQ is so far and above everybody else's, and more in a layman's sense, I just thought 2.33 to go, you run the football, and you let the clock expire at the two-minute warning. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are you doing? I, 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 I kept saying that. I was sitting on my couch saying we had friends over, and I kept saying that. What, 
what are you? You don't have Mahomes or Josh Allen on the other side. I get it. You know, you got to play, and, and Russell would always do that so well, especially against top tier guys on the other side. Like, yep, I'm going to trust myself, and I'm going to play it down to to one snap. And if we get the ball with four minutes to go, it's four minute drill. In that game, your defense had totally stopped the the, the Seahawks in the second half. And totally put Gino back in his shell where he was super conservative and took sacks and wasn't going to take any risk. Why in the world with three timeouts when you were basically doing everything you wanted to do up and down the field until you fumbled and bumbled on yourself in the red zone? Why are you playing the game to one possession? It just made no sense. Give yourself more chances. Like fouling at the end of a basketball game, which you know well. Extend the game. You're the well, better team. He, you get the, the better yeah, quarterback. He, Extend right. the game. Correct. 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 That that's that's the big thing, right? I don't know. I don't know if the, the fouling, whatever. But it's it's the longer the game. If you have a better team and a better quarterback, you want more possessions. You want more, right? Whereas yes. you shorten the game when you don't have. You know, you when your Correct. defense is your strength. Correct. When you know, and when you just you want to run the football and be conservative, you know, like when Tebow was the quarterback of the Broncos, they shortened right. those short, right. shortened those games. How, you know how many possessions the Seahawks had in that game, Doug? Before they kneeled down, how many? Seven. Wow. Seven. Wow. They had seven possessions on offense. Do you know how Pete would have scripted that game? Exactly was, like that. Exactly like. I'll that. take it. I'll take yes. seven possessions. I'll take it. And that's why he was giddy after the game. That's why he was giddy with us the next morning. That's why he said to Salk, you figure it out. Like, you you know, the, these guys that, that, you know, laid their bodies on the line and played defense and did all these things and bought into the philosophy, bought into we're going to be bigger, badder, tougher. We're going to play defense. We're going to run the ball. You know, that, that played Pete's style that, that often gets so criticized, that thinks it's old and outdated. And you know what, Doug, <laughs> over the next 16 games, it may prove that. Way, especially yeah. with injuries, they they may win four, but on this night, on that won, Monday they, night, they with won that one million people watching in the battle of those philosophies. He won it. Um, where are you? You know, most I talk to in the NFL are all the way there on Herbert. You'll get some. You know, you got to do it in the playoffs, and you got to get to the playoffs or whatever. Quarterback to quarterback, where are you in Herbert? Oh, man, he's good, Doug. And I was wrong on him coming out of school. I had him at Oregon, even that his senior year. I had him at Oregon a couple times. I'm up in Eugene, in fact, this weekend for a great matchup with BYU. And when I saw him in college, I always thought, man, there's, you know, there's just not that connectiveness. I don't care if you're vocal, but you need to connect. You need to elevate people around you, right? And I always wonder, like, gosh, he's just so cerebral. He's so stinking smart that I that can he and does he connect with his people and his huddle and his teammates? Well, he gets to the NFL and they put a key in the ignition of that intellect and they just unlock them, right? They just start that engine and all of that stuff catches fire. And all the teammates are like, good Lord, this guy's good. And he can handle all of this stuff as a rookie, you know? And, and I hate to compare him at this stage to Peyton or Tom, but there is a different level of processing. You know, when, when I was around Peyton, my older brother Damon backed up Tom. We talk about this a lot. And your ability to process massive amounts of information and it's almost impossible to test a wonder lick won't do it a week at the senior bowl can somewhat help all of these meetings they do with these top qbs where they give them the playbook and say hey we'll fly you out in three days put the playbook away now get on the board that that that, that is helpful but it's nothing like the actual game reps it's nothing like processing a defense in real time in three seconds and that is where I will stamp him and say elite, elite, elite from the neck up in, in pretty unique ways. 
Um, I, I, Mahomes, uh, you know, Mahomes got some criticism last year as the the offense was a little bit up and down. But you know, by the end of the year, they're you know right right where they they want to be. Mm-hmm. He was incredible last week. Some of that is Arizona and not just blitzing him, but Arizona defensively is kind of a mess. Uh, but did he look different? Did he look better last weekend yeah. to you? Yeah, you know what last week was in the preseason was and him playing in the preseason was while everybody else is still hanging out and checking out and who knows, maybe even in the Bahamas for some for 11 days. The preseason for him and Andy Reid was, yep, yep we're going to get back to basics. I remember when Matt Hasselbeck, Doug, was traded from Green Bay to Seattle, and I was there. And Mike Holmgren had had Matt. He was on the practice squad and then backed up Brett, and they were together. And, and we got to Seattle, and, man, they fought like brothers. And, and Mike was like, uh, Matthew, will you please go back to Chapter 1? You're, you're acting, you're in chapter 10 and the rest of this team is in chapter one, just cause you did it in green Bay and we did it in Brett Favre and all of that. Get back to chapter one. And Matt had a hard time doing it. And I think what the preseason, the off season week one was Doug was okay. No Tyreek couple new faces. Um, let's not pretend last year didn't happen. Let's actually get back to chapter one. Let's get in the eye formation. Let's get back to some great football. We can do the other stuff and we can get on the playground and we can improvise, but let's do the basics. Well, let's do the boring. Well, and if we do that, the rest of it will come. And I thought week one was, was a great picture of that. Um, I'm trying to bring the heat for you today, Doug. I'm, I'm you, trying. You're, you're fi- fired up. You've been up since like 5 a.m. Plus, you got. I know you got to prep for the game th- this weekend. Brock Hewitt, our, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, one more pro, then we'll get. Then I want to get to your game because I have. I have. I, I'm going to give you something which you might be able to use in the broadcast. Nice. And you don't have to credit me, but it's it's really good. Okay. Really good. <laughs> good. Um, okay, uh, Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he didn't have Lazard. You know, so you don't have, you know, it's like you got a bunch of young guys and the one guy who you did have, you know, outside of Randall Cobb that you thought you could count on, he's not there. Yep. Uh, Watson drops the ball on, on an explosive play. They dial up a touchdown. He drops it. Doesn't look at him again, really, until the end of the game. How do you think he's handling the maturation process of this young wide receiving crew. Well, it depends. Is he on his Hiawatha or whatever that, that you know, ayahuasca. 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 Yeah. I, I think maybe he had a double dose of that after the game or something to try to, to free and cleanse and clear his brain of, of that. It, I mean, you just, it, the, the biggest name he didn't mention and the obvious, and you didn't mention because obvious is there's no Devante. There's no security blanket. There's no, you could, you know, Aaron got to a point with him and I had a, a buddy of mine named Dane Looker in the football diehards will remember that name. Dane and I played from fifth grade to junior high to high school to college together. I wish we could have played in the pros together. And he and I would go back to Puyallup, our hometown. We put on a football camp, Doug, and I'd say, okay, Dane, go out there and uh, run a slant route. And I'd have the kids in front of me and I would close my eyes like Michael Jordan shooting a free throw. And I wouldn't even have to look at him. Run a fade route, Dane. I mean, we had done it million, I mean, I don't know, millions, hundreds of thousands of times. And I knew exactly where he was. There was no hesitation. And you pull the trigger and you play with anticipation. You play with accuracy. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest to ever play this game. As far as a thrower goes, he's on one hand. But when you strip him of those relationships, that continuity, you're starting over. You're starting over and you don't pay attention to OTAs and you don't really do anything in the preseason. It makes it that much harder to, to kind of kickstart the whole engine. We saw it a year ago and way more um, in a much greater fashion in week one this year. 
Um, okay, BYU. Give me your nugget. I got my board out. I've got my. No, this, is this, this BYU this, or Oregon? It's well, it's BYU, but it's it's different than you would you would think. Okay. Um, first, how good is BYU? I like their QB a lot. They're very, they're very good. Their defense, um, their front is not very dynamic. Like you watch the Georgia Oregon game, which was the first game I put on to prepare myself for this. I mean, Georgia's got guys from the Blue Lagoon. I mean, they're just, they're just different human beings over and over and over. And there's not a guy in Georgia. Well, maybe one out of BYU's front seven plays for Georgia, and on the back end, none. So you've got you've got one BYU Cougar that that would play for Georgia's defense, maybe. So, you know, and that's no slide on BYU. They play like... reality. They play 25 guys. They play unbelievably hard. But, you know, they're just kind of 6'4", 260, you know, 4'9 guys that play really hard on their D-line. Thule, the linebacker, he could play at Georgia. He can run. Bywater, he would probably sub in. So, you know, they got a few guys that can run and hit, and, man, do they play hard. But athletically, not close to Georgia. Offensively, um, kind of in a similar vein. Got some good tight ends. I love the QB. I think the QB is a Russell Wilson kind of comp, same body, same number, baseball player, Jaron Hall, yeah. uh, unbelievably poised, throws lasers, easy, easy arm. He's going to be drafted in the NFL. He's not Russell Wilson, but he's, you know, as far as physically and some of the tools at the collegiate level, a bunch of comparisons to him. See, Joshua, is, is, is he uh, Zach Wilson? That's, that's I guess, the, the better question. Okay, so here's, here, here's the nugget or maybe talking point. Mm-hmm. Kalani Sataki to Nebraska, why not? And, and and let me let me and and again I don't know if he'd want it, mm-hmm. right? It's a really hard job. But being Polynesian, it gives him a, a pipeline, right? Of you have to you got to bring something at Nebraska because they're they're kind of screwed right now recruiting wise. Yep. You know maybe they get into California with the LA teams coming in the Big Ten. So he gives you a Polynesian pipeline. Mm-hmm. A very good coach, as you point mm-hmm. out. They're not crazy athletic, but they're consistent, and he's been really good. Really good with with the evaluation of of quarterbacks. Yeah, to talk to Nebraska. Yeah, I, I think the LDS thing is a major major component. The comfortability, the relationship that he has in that in developing that culture. There are a number of guys on this BYU team um, that are, well, most of them, not most, a huge majority of them are married. Yep, uh, have kids. They got a D lineman, Doug. That um, if he plays out because of the transfer portal, the COVID year, uh, the a medical redshirt, everything else. If he plays out the next two years, he could go back to his ten-year high school state championship reunion while still playing his final year of eligibility at BYU. That's, Unbelievable. I'm not joking. That yeah. is, he graduated in like 14, won the state title. He went on a mission. He took a gray shirt year. Uh, he has, because of COVID, he could play in 2024. And you may have to make a decision. Do I want to go back for my 10-year state title reunion, or do I want to play this game on a Saturday? Those dynamics are just different. I'll give you the name that I'm not seeing mentioned that I would go after, mm-hmm. and I would pay big money. And I think it's the way for them to compete, maybe not win a national title, but get back to relevancy, and that's Troy Calhoun at Air Force. Come back and bring that system, that system that Tom ran, that system that 98,000 watched, that system that has, has shown in college football you can still win games. See also Georgia Tech under their previous regime. See what Troy Calhoun is doing at Air Force and has done consistently did, year did you after year after year. Did, did you see how many yards passing they had in their wing win last week? Was it zero? Five. Yep, there you go. They, 
completed one pass. And they still beat the heck out of Colorado. And they're going to win Colorado. 10 Smashed. games. And Smashed. you want to talk about recruiting and, and the challenges of recruiting and everything else. Give him a little more leeway because he has a, it's tough to recruit to the Air Force. Sure. That would be a guy that I would go after with a lot of cash. Brock, you are to check him out Saturday, 3.30 Eastern time on Fox. He'll be on the call. Of course, you can hear him in the mornings up in Seattle with our boy Mike Salk. Brock, great to have you on. Let's do it again. That's fun, Doug. You bet. See you, bud. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 